This episode of Friends Fit 40s is all about stress. We're going to talk about what is stress? How about that cortisol thing? We're going to talk about nutrition and fitness ideas, mindfulness ideas, and of course, there will be some homework. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. Oh man, Laura. It's been a doozy of a week. It's been a doozy of a week and it's May. Right? Uh, May is like the epitome of the worst month for teachers. It is. We love May for so many reasons, but holy cow, everything happens in May. Everything has a due date. Everything has multiple due dates and all the due dates are in May. And the kids are crazy Yes, because they don't want to do any of the due dates. And the teachers are done and you've seen the memes, end of your teacher tired. So we've decided to talk about stress today. (laughs) We might be feeling a wee little bit of it. Or knee deep, whatever. (laughs) So we're thinking about, like, first of all, what is stress? What is this thing that we just say we're stressed about? Because everybody's saying it all the time. It's this overwhelming feeling of, like, impending doom. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good way to describe it. I think it is. Impending doom. Overwhelming feeling. You can feel emotional stress. You can feel mental stress. You can feel physical stress. Right. All of those things. And for me, it feels like I'm just really grumpy or over-emotional. The slightest thing can make the biggest impact and just bring tears. Oh, yes. Or the world's coming to an end and like... A couple weeks ago when you weren't stressed, that wouldn't make you feel that way. And I have a hard time making decisions. Oh, yes, me too. Yep. Everything is just so impending. You don't you don't know how to make a decision. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, well you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> right? It's the easiest way. Yes. Yes. And I can't sleep. Oh, yeah. I can't either. Tossing would, and turning. Yeah. And my mind just keeps going and going and going. Like it's on this this rabbit wheel of life and it jumps from one topic to the next. I'm getting stressed just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, maybe we need to go ahead and skip to segment three and call, take a deep breath yes. and calm down. Segment three is all about mindfulness and stress. <laughs> so Laura, one of my most stressful moments in like my life so far was just a few years ago. It was like four years ago and my friend asked me to be in her wedding. And I was so excited because she was such a good friend. And I was so Yay, honored. Yeah, that, it, it is amazing. a big honor. Yes. And so I had the opportunity to stand up next to her in her wedding. Okay. But what's stressful about that, Stephanie? Well, the part where I also made her cake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And okay. arranged her flowers. <laughs> and was in the wedding. Yep. 
And okay. it was when my dissertation was due. And so I had, I was writing my final parts. It was due in like a week. And so I had to stop long enough to do all those things for the wedding. So you were um, a little bit knee deep in some stress. I was knee deep in not being able to to think, to make a decision, to like look a different way. Oh, it was did the cake even turn out? Like because when I'm stressed and I'm baking, like something always goes wrong. I baked double and I ate one. <laughs> that can help. Yeah. <laughs> that helped a lot. Right. But that was probably one of my most stressful moments in life. But I got through it. It okay. was okay. Right. You're you're here today to talk about it. Yes. So I have a stress moment about teaching. It is not that stressful, but every year, Stephanie, every year we decide because we want the kids to learn about growing and how you plant a seed and what's needed to plant. And so what's better to do that besides reading books than actually planting a seed Absolutely, and, and hoping something grows? Well, it's no stressful than having preschoolers, three and four-year-olds planting seeds and then caring for them in the classroom and then somebody's doesn't grow. Aww. And so you're you're getting um a plastic knife or a plastic fork or a plastic spoon and using it as a little spade or a little rake and you're transplanting because you're 10 days in and some people have five sprouts and some people have no sprouts and you're like, oh no, you can't show them the sprouts until everybody's got one sprout. So you kind of dig somebody's up and take theirs from five to four so that somebody else can have at least one. And then like that one bends over because it, it didn't survive. The transplant didn't work. And it's it's a not quite like surgery, but it kind of feels kind like of it is in the preschool life. So, Laura, I think you have a new superpower. <laughs> you are the seed fairy. Okay. You are going to sprinkle sprouts into all your preschoolers' pots. Well, you know, sometimes I have to afterwards, like, go ahead and just put more sprouts in because or seeds in because there's nothing that's sprouting and they're going to be taking them home soon. So, yes, and you can't disappoint a three year old no, or four year old. You can't because no. why does somebody have five flowers and somebody has zero? So, in all of these moments that we're talking about, there's this hormone that's called cortisol. And you hear about cortisol, and it kind of, like, if you were to give it an image, it'd be this like red, fiery, like cartoon image because it's not a happy, it's not a happy hormone. Oh, wow, Laura, I love this. It's like the evil cortisol. Right. But it's not evil. I know. It does. It can be helpful. but It can be really helpful. Like, if you're in a dark alley and somebody runs up behind you, your cortisol kicks in. Right. And it allows you to do these really cool things that you couldn't normally do. Or like the time when my son was playing soccer and he's on the ground. Right. And like... You can tell he's in pain. And this was before I ran. And I ran onto that field so fast because I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Of course, he walked away with a broken leg and arm. So there was a reason why right. I, my cortisol kicked in and I ran like nobody's business. And he's doing better now. He is. <laughs> he actually runs on a regular basis now. There Everything's healed. But yes. yes, cortisol can make you... Kind of being that superhuman yes. when, when you need to. It's responsible for that fight or flight response, uh, which helps to increase your blood pressure, give you a jolt of energy, and do all those things that allow you to react quickly in those situations. 
Continued levels of high cortisol can cause some issues. These include, but are not limited to, immune system suppression, weight gain, cardiovascular disease, fertility issues, gastrointestinal issues, and difficulty sleeping. Uh, we got this list from today's dietitian article written by Dina Aronson. So thank you, Dina, for that article about uh, cortisol issues. So if you have prolonged cortisol issues or pro- prolonged experiences with these type of symptoms, you, of course, want to go see a doctor because it could be things that are more complicated to fix. However, our next segment is going to talk all about nutrition and exercise that might help to reduce that cortisol, reduce that stress, and aim for a less anxious May. So, Stephanie, we know that the month of May and actually this month of September as well can be stressful times for teachers with all the due dates and getting the class up and running. But what would be some other reasons why we might have stress? October, November, (laughs) December, (laughs) January. (laughs) Honestly, July is the only one I can think of that isn't. (laughs) Let's just have a whole year of July. Seriously, though, Laura, there's all kinds of things in life that can cause stress, uh, not enough time to do things. Money um, yes. can absolutely cause stress in in all kinds of different areas. Relationships, both friendships, marriages, family relationships. Big events. Oh, yeah. Big events. You know, I think we have to work to solve these issues as they come up. So we have to identify them, what's causing stress, and how do we work towards minimizing that stress in each one of these different kinds of things. Yes. So, for example, when I was stressed out because I didn't have enough time, I had to be more careful about how I was planning my time and also more careful about how I was committing my time to different places. That makes sense. Right. And so in addition to thinking through your specific causes of stress, nutrition and exercise can help. So I really enjoy using exercise as a way of stress reduction in my life. It's actually one of my favorite ways that I that I can have a really rough day or having a really rough time in my life. And if I get some exercise in, I know that the day is going to go much smoother. I feel the exact same way. It took me a long time to build up to that because exercise was a have to for the longest time and not a want to. And I didn't experience initially that feeling of clearing your mind, working through or processing the issues or the troubles that I had during Mm -hmm. the day. But the more I've exercised, the more I've been able to do that during exercise and get those awesome endorphins. Yes, that we love. Which help to feel better and reframe everything. I can't tell you how many times I've gone out for a run or lift weights and felt 100% different by the time I was done. Amen. Yes. And I had to work up to it. You had to work up to it too. Oh, most definitely. It, it, it was a long time. It was like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. But on some of my worst days that I really don't want to, I I just know that it's going to feel better afterwards. And so pushing through the rough part of not really wanting to and would rather going and eating a bag of Cheetos, but also knowing that eating the bag of Cheetos, you're going to feel even worse. So trying to choose something 
like exercise, that's going to make you feel better and not worse. In the long haul. Yes. So don't get us wrong. If you haven't been exercising like for the last few months and you were like, oh, Laura and Stephanie said that the exercise is going to make me feel better. You're probably going to feel like crap. Right. For a few months. <laughs> yeah. But just live through that part. Yes. Just push through. I mean, and sometimes you have to push through the hard times to get to the good, right? Absolutely. So when you exercise a lot, then you have to think about how you're going to manage stress within your exercise. This is so very true. And so we can talk about a deload week, Stephanie. This is something I had not heard of before we started exercising together. And I hadn't either. And actually, I was like, is this real? Like, really? You have to take a break from or reduce what you're doing for a week every now and then? Like, that. this is something that actually has to be done. And it is true. Okay. It's real. It's Tell me there. more about this, Laura. So what a deload week is, is a temporary reduction in training to give your body and mind a time to rest. Okay. So you want to take it scheduled, depending on how long you've lifted you would want to take deload weeks at different times. So if you've lifted for less than a year, you want to deload after about eight to 10 weeks of intense lifting. So, and this is scheduled. Mm -hmm. It is. You haven't lifted. You lift for the first time for eight weeks and you deload the next week. What does that look like? So that would be, it's not necessarily taking a week off. Okay. I mean, I think it is in the world of exercise It's okay to take a week off here Mm -hmm. and there, but you're doing your same workouts or your same runs, but you're doing it at a less intensity. So if you're normally running 30 minutes, you might run for 20 minutes. So if you're normally lifting about 15 pounds, then maybe you want to do five. Yes. Okay. Or fewer reps. Okay. So if I'm doing 12 reps, then doing eight reps. Okay. Okay. For a week is to give your body a time to rest and not have that stress because, you know, we've talked about all this stress and how it can cause harmful effects on weight gain and other parts of your life. But you actually need stress to build muscle. Okay. This is really interesting. So benefits of stress in addition to? The negative the aspects negative. of stress. All right. So if you've been lifting for less than a year, you want to deload after eight to 10 weeks. How about if you've been lifting like us for one to three years? We would really need to deload after six to eight weeks of intense lifting. Okay. Deload for a week. I don't think we do this enough, Laura. We probably don't. And so we do need to be more mindful about this. Um, I do know that in the beginning, we weren't real keen of rest days and didn't realize the benefit of them. I think we were so worried that if we took a rest day, we weren't ever going to get... Go back the next day. Mm-hmm. And I think after we realized you take that rest day and, you know, you your rest day can be where you don't do anything or your rest day can be where if you're normally running, you just go on a walk okay, or you do gardening because that is exercise or, or you do some light yoga. That can be a rest of your body. It's not, just, it's not as intense as your normal workout. Okay. So, so let, rest days are important. The low weeks are important, but we still need to have those placeholders so that we don't forget the spot that's holding our workouts. Yes. And you can go back after your deload week, after your rest and continue. And it actually makes your performance better. Okay. So that's why it's important. But so we know exercise is a way to 
reduce our stress and then reasons why we might want to take a break during exercise. But we also need to think about nutrition. Yeah, it's interesting how nutrition is connected to everything. It really is. It really is. And so I read this great article by Kelly Kennedy, who is a registered dietitian, and she wrote uh, a lot of suggestions for different kinds of foods that you can eat that can help reduce stress and reduce anxiety just because of some of the things that are in those foods. I will make sure to link that article on our webpage, friendsfit40s.com. Of course, one of the main suggestions is to limit refined carbohydrates. Uh, that would be consistent with a lot of nutrition, nutrition advice, advice out there. Yeah. Yes. She also suggests to drink warm tea, something that's just soothing mm-hmm. and is um, tastes good and can give you a moment to just kind of breathe. Tea with chamomile might be a really good choice. Okay. I really appreciated the fact that she listed dark chocolate. Oh, yes. That was my favorite one. It was like the world stopped when I read about that. Dark chocolate? Really? okay to have some dark chocolate? Yeah, apparently a lot of studies have been done with the benefits of dark chocolate, one of them being that it has antioxidants in it. Yay! Yay! It also helps to lower that cortisol that we talked about earlier. She also suggests that you try a banana. Bananas seem to be good for lots of things. Exactly. I feel like bananas is like another superfood. Maybe we don't give enough credit. We need to move over blueberries. Right. Banana needs to step up there. Right. And also uh, she suggests vitamin C. So like uh, eating citrus fruits are another thing that help to lower that cortisol. And then thinking about your healthy fats, like your avocados and your walnuts and all that kind of good stuff so that you are including those in a well-balanced diet. So again, that nutrition piece is huge. There are so many different foods that uh, can help to reduce that stress. So many different mechanisms in your body where those foods are working. Uh, So I suggest that you just take a look at this article, but also do some of your own research, too, and figure out what works for you. I think that is definitely a plan. I feel like mindfulness is just the perfect solution to some of those stressful moments. I think you hit that spot on. Not the big stressful moments. Those we have to find other solutions for. Right. But these little stressful moments that we have sometimes throughout our days. Like making sure there's seeds in everybody's pot to go home. And so we have split this segment into like minutes. And so we're going to talk about five minute ideas, 15 minute ideas, 30 minute ideas. And of course, if you want to take a half day, day, a full half day, man, do we have some ideas for you. But if you only have five minutes, and I know that some days are like that, you are taking, you know, child A to soccer while child B has choir while child A needs to get picked up and then dropped off at the new place, right? So you've got five minutes, you could just go out and take a walk. Just a quick walk up and down the block, breathe in that air. Or you could even just turn on your favorite song and sing to it or listen to it, maybe even do a little dance. Oh, I love me some pink. I turn (laughs) on pink and she makes my life so much better. Oh, I know. You love the power of a good song. 
If you've got 15 minutes in your day, you can spare that. Uh, yoga is always a good 15-minute activity. We love yoga with Adrienne. We're going to just plug her again and again because she's amazing and her dog, Benji. And she does seven to 10-minute yes. yoga segments. And that's nice. You don't have to feel like you have to spend a whole hour. And so. you don't have to go anywhere. You can just turn her on your phone. YouTube. Yep. yep. There you go. Also, you could journal or doodle. These are great stress-reducing activities. I tend to doodle when I am like listening to something else, and that allows me some just place for me to take my mind for just a minute. What about playing with our animal, Stephanie? Oh, that's such a good idea. I, can even, I need to give my dog a hug right now. You know, I know there's been lots of articles and research that says, you know, having a, being a pet owner, having an animal, it can reduce stress. Yes. So that and my dog you can do in 15 minutes. Absolutely. They do that most of the time. And then the other time they cause stress. But, you know, that's, another, <laughs> I, I think that's, that's another 30 minutes for another moment. <laughs> you can also write a note to a friend. I tend to, when I'm stressed, think about my friends that I love. And I write a list of all the things that I love about them and just send it in the mail. It does a couple of things. First of all, it provides that connection. But also it's that appreciation piece that... You and know, you're making someone else's day. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Yes. During May, just send a note to any teachers you know. <laughs> so in 30 minutes, man, you can do a lot in 30 minutes. You really can. You can read several chapters in a book. Yes. Or and even listen love that. to a book. You could read or listen to a book and drink some chamomile tea. tea. Excellent. I love this. Yes. And have a little dark chocolate. Oh, we have a moment here. We're going to read. We're going to drink chamomile tea and have dark chocolate. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that moment, Stephanie. There we go. You You, could also garden. You could, or you could work on a puzzle either by yourself or with someone that you enjoy spending time with. Make sure the puzzle has all the pieces in it, though, or else that might stress you out. Oh, yeah. We don't want to stress anybody out. We're trying to de-stress, Stephanie. De-stress. Right. Uh, You could spend 30 minutes doing some regular exercise, whether that's a run, a brisk walk, some weightlifting, a class at your gym, or a class from YouTube. Yes. And we, of course, we've talked about this, but it's the regular exercise that's going to help reduce the stress and not the exercise for one time tomorrow that's going to help reduce the stress. Yes. Okay. And then also getting ready for the next day or the next week ahead. I found that if I schedule in 30 minutes and get ready for the next uh, moment in my life, that I tend to be calmer throughout the next week. Oh, most definitely. If I prepare my lunch, prepare my clothes, prepare my things I need to take with me, I feel more successful the next day and it definitely reduces the stress. So this is another one of Laura's superpowers. We've, we've identified two today. And I've learned from Laura that I need to do this as well. So when I was reading all of those habit books a few weeks back, the habit that I was working on was that getting ready for tomorrow. And I've noticed it makes a big difference. It really does. And then what if we have a whole half day? Oh, my gosh. What can we do? Oh, Laura, what would I do with a half day? Uh, I know. Can you just like, if you have a half day at some point in your life, you got to just schedule it all up with stress-free, relaxing things. So one thing we could do is have a spa day. Schedule yourself a massage or a facial or even just getting your hair done, all nails, any of those things. Oh, that sounds like fun. You could also buy and arrange flowers and deliver them to friends. And again, you're sharing kindness. So that makes everybody feel a little bit lighter. 
What about some nature bathing, Stephanie? Oh, stay tuned for our Memorial Day episode where we're going to talk all about nature bathing when we've experienced that along with a couple of other nature related things. As well as we could go for a hike or go out and go exploring, even bird watching. Bring your bananas. Go see some birds. Of course, if your stress continues or you are feeling like you can't figure out ways to combat the stress, be sure to see a professional. There are lots of people that can help you get back to a better place. And these are just things that are quick tips, but we certainly would want you to make sure that you are doing exactly what you need to do to make sure you're lessening that anxiety. All right, Laura, it is now time for our weekly homework. Grab your notebook. And list all the things that help you to reduce some stress. So we have listed a whole bunch of things that we think are helpful or that we've found to be helpful or might be a good idea, like a spa day. But perhaps you would enjoy other things. Maybe it's a bike ride. Maybe it's inline skating. Maybe it is pottery or painting. So list those things for you. And then you could put like a number next to each one. Like this is a five minute activity. This is a 15 minute activity. This is a 30 minute thing. So that way you've got your own homemade stress reduction list that fits into the amount of time that you have available. And I think make that available, you know, not only in your notebook, but put it on a post-it and put it on your bathroom mirror. So it's right there and you can see it each day or put it in your planner, your daily calendar, so that when you have that moment, you can check your five minutes. What do you, what can I do? Oh, look, I've got my go outside and breathe activity or I am having a stressful time coming up with work. Look, what can I do in 30 minutes? And just schedule some of those in. That is a great idea, Laura. So enjoy your week. Go move, breathe, share kindness with others. You got this. Friends Fit 40s, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work. Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you.